Hello and welcome to Clamp, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Morley Kurt and Adam Mackey. Today is an exciting day because the Clamp Challenge is over. It's very exciting. This episode, we are going to be talking about every single entry. we got so many amazing entries. Um, we're also going to be talking about the host challenge. And in the end, we're going to be revealing our three picks, the people who are getting the prizes, and we're going to talk about the prizes and where they're going. So let's start with the host challenge. Um, yes, sir. Adam, it's up to you to go log in and see how how many people Morley converted from his YouTube audience <laughs> to go over to Instagram. <laughs> I honestly don't well, think very many. Like, I'm pretty sure around like 20 people liked that post. It's so funny. Um, so when I posted that picture on YouTube that I bought the pink filament, that is the most engaged post I've ever made on YouTube. I think it has something like 400 likes, which for a YouTube post for me is like insane. Yeah. People were so invested in getting pink filament for Eden. Yeah, this one only has 20 likes. So I, I, I bet like three people went over from YouTube to vote for me. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't see that engagement, but so we had 67 votes, uh, 41 to Morley, 26 to Grant. And being that I didn't get my project done because I've been dealing with a chest infection, I got to choose the prize slash punishment for Grant. Um, so here it is. Grant has to make a YouTube video making a trophy for Morley that has a plaque <laughs> saying that Morley is better than me. Oh <laughs> God. And you, so you have to give him a shout out in the video as well. Of course. Trophy can look however you want it to look, but okay. it has to be a winner's trophy. So it can't just be like a penis. And <laughs> it could be a penis. Well, what if, well, what if he, well, he is the if, if the he likes wieners? Then, okay, um, but yes, the plaque has to say Morley is better than me, or Morley now, is better than Grant. So, uh, just to give the Edward's audience some context, it was my idea for Adam to come up with the prize or punishment for the winner or loser, and I said that we should talk about it beforehand to avoid any hard feelings. I personally feel like this is a bit on the like. Um, hurt like you know it's a there's it's a lot of work for grant and a lot of big slice of humble pie so i will say that this also may be a blessing in disguise because like i mentioned in the pre-show there are a lot of people who play fantasy football and come up with these sorts of like prizes or punishments for their teammates so if you make this video in the context of like um how to make it like making a fun, you know, prize or punishment for your fantasy football league, not fantasy football, but find a way to describe it to appeal yeah. to that audience. Then it possibly could do very well. This is why I came up with what I did. Right. All I'm hoping out of this video is that somehow someone searches for Morley Kurt and then they <laughs> get to my channel. Right. Yeah. Cause right now so, Morley Kurt is a search term in YouTube. So as long as I put him in all my titles, then I might just grow that way. <laughs> This, this is why I chose this is why I chose what I did. The punishment really is Grant having to engrave or whatever that Morley is better than him. But in in return for that, Grant is also getting a video that should hopefully get him some views. Because I think making your own trophy is is definitely a good idea for a video. I do have all those old trophies that I hadn't thrown away yet. 
Yeah, you can make it out of those. You will see if I how much I go, how far I go, how how much I use of that. They're they're a nice starting point for sure. So congratulations, blah 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 blah. blah. You made the project. (laughs) Congratulations, Um, Molly. I I still hundred percent believe if I made mine, I would have won. Yeah, I think I think that if you made yours, I would have won because you would have split the vote. How about that? I do think that my project is better because it still exists. And Morley's project is in the garbage, literally. And the garbage project won. And I feel like this is like the United States of America elections. It's like the worst. It was the choice between the two worst projects. And either, on that high either, note, <laughs> either a piece of thing garbage or someone just literally slapped something together at the last minute. Um <laughs> So let's talk about the amazing entry. So we're going to go through the entries. There are uh, 30, I believe, 31, 31. Uh, including one fail. So 30 uh, plus a fail entries um, in this. I'm, I'm amazed. It's way more than I thought we were going to get. Um, they are amazing. Every one of them deserves everything. I will say we're going to try and go through them in chronological order. But when we wrote the list, we weren't thinking about that. So some of them might be a bit out of order. Uh, but let's start it off with the person who got their project done in record time, Emmett from Dead Rise Woodcrafts. He, his first entry and his official entry was a tiny treescape made from a vintage clamp. Now, for the listeners at home, if you want, we're going to have the links to all of these hopefully maybe somewhere or you can just search the the hashtag clamp challenge but if you'd prefer to just see what we're talking about while we're talking about it adam is going to go through the painful editing process of pulling up pictures of all these projects and putting them on the youtube uh while we're doing it so you know have fun with that but on that note what do you guys think about the tiny treescape oh the other thing we're going to talk about the winners at the end. I think I already said this. We're going to go through all of them and then talk about the winners. All right. Yeah, I think it's super cool. And um, I've, I've seen Emmett make a lot of these treescapes. Um, one question I have for you guys was, do you know kind of how he got into doing this or if this is like part of a larger genre? Because I've never really seen anyone else do this sort of stuff. I, I remember his first one. Cause I was like super uh, enthralled by it because it's like a little camping scene. And I was like, that's awesome. But I don't know if it's a, if it's, a, it's gotta be a genre out there of like tiny treescapes, but yeah. 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 It's super cool. And I mean, I know like turning small trees, like Christmas trees on lathes is um, pretty popular, but it seems Emmett has made a whole, like, I think about like, you know, David Pacito mentions his dad making like the thousands or millions of tiny little crosses. And Emmett has, yeah is approaching that level of commitment to making tiny trees. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. I love the little treescapes that are awesome. Um, yeah. Definitely something I wish I had here. So Emmett, um, feel free to send it my way. Yeah. Let's, Emmett also you made eight- you, Yeah. You should have sent it to me already. Then you might've got that bribe in, but you didn't. So you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett also submitted a second entry. I think within like, if my memory serves me right, it was within like a few days of his first one, uh, which I think 
in private messages, a lot of us, like the three of us kind of agreed. We were like that, you know, the treescape was cool, but this one we, we all really, really liked was the uh, pen made from a wooden screw of a vintage hand screw clamp, which we mentioned in past episodes ended up being like a huge category in the clamp challenge. These wooden yeah. hand screw clamps. Like I, I feel like we have to do a final tally, but it must be like at least half of the projects were made using these hand screw clamps. Yeah. I, I look at that one and I think I I don't want to hold it, but I definitely want that on my desk. Like, yeah, there's no way I'm using it, but I want it there. It reminds me of those like those slide on sandals, like the Adidas ones that have all the little spikes in the sole. And I always wondered like, why do people uh, <laughs> wear those? Because I put them on for short periods of time and like they kind of hurt my feet. So I had a pair in high school and they were amazing. And then I got a pair when I was like in my 20s to relive my high school and I could not wear them. I'm not joking. I could not put them on. I couldn't walk 10 feet without them. Like without, I'd rather walk on gravel than wear the sandals, which was insane. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I think they've changed them that they're like spikier or something. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe you need like calluses on your feet, which you had in high school, but then lost in your 20s. Maybe. Well, the next one is a uh, from Juniper and Sixth Design. The tiny, uh, what are these things called? Cam clamp, remember. stitching pony. Stitching pony. He made a travel stitching pony, which I thought was really cool. Uh, it is a, a cam clamp. So he made his own clamp. He didn't make it out of a thing. I really like how the leather strap also doubles as a, as a spot to put. So you can put it in your knees. And hold it that way. Um, it's just a really neat little design. Uh, what do you yeah. guys think? It it looks like super high quality, and he clearly put a ton of thought yeah. into it. Like I think this was another very early post, at least when he was doing his prototype. Um, and I remember when we were first talking about it, some of us were, we were I think we were unclear as if if the first version was the final, but. Uh, you can really tell that putting in that work to make the prototype, he ended up with like a very nice end product. The fact that it's like moving wooden parts and actually works. Speaking from experience, who's someone who's tried to do that before, uh, I'm very impressed by. I totally want to know yeah. if he takes it like camping or something, if it the humidity would make it so that it stopped working. Hmm. Possibly, but <laughs> I also think that people overestimate wood movement in general, or maybe that's just in YouTube yes. comments. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> With that, so I've got a real or not a real TikTok that's blowing up right now, and half the comments are "You shouldn't have done that because of wood movement." I was like, "The wood's dry, anyways." It is. I feel like in my engineering classes, we always learn that like wood movement scales with the size of an object. So like an eight foot long board, the wood movement will be much more dramatic than a tiny cam clamp. So whenever I've thought about further pieces, I've always like assumed that one, if it's plywood, it, it, it shouldn't really matter because plywood holds itself in a, like the, the alternating plies holds it together mm-hmm. in terms of wood movement, but also for small things like that amount of movement shouldn't matter. That being said, like the clearances in Collins's, in Collins project might be so small such that even small amounts of movement would matter. But I feel like as long as it's not constrained it should be okay. Like it can expand in other directions. All right. Next up we have Eve from project and things. (coughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what a start. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, let's not get me to do any of them. <laughs> that was too perfect. All right. I'll take it away. Jesus Christ. All right. So next up, we got Eve from Projects and Things. So I feel like Eve was also working on this from like the very outset of the challenge, but he was posting project photos for what seemed like a month uh, in advance to his final reveal. And I think all of us, or none of us for that matter, had any idea what he was making until the final result came out. And I don't know if anyone could have anticipated what this was. I mean, I still don't fully understand it, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I still don't know what it is. It looks cool. Did you guys, did you watch the YouTube video? I did. And I still don't understand what it is. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, again, I really like it, but it's, it's a, it, you know, it's a total fantastical yeah, uh, diorama. She's trying to make the golden eggs. Ah, yes. That's what it is. See? I get that's it. You got to know. So yeah. to paint a word picture it's, it's for, the, uh, really cool. for the audio listeners, he basically made a diorama of a goose controlling kind of like a mad scientist laboratory that is trying to create uh, a golden egg. And he made a whole YouTube video about the process, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, and it's super cool. He did like a lot of weathering. He did a lot of like painting and bricolage, like putting multiple things together. Um, and it's probably one of the most unique projects that came through this challenge. Yeah, definitely. I think there's only like, there was, there was a few projects that, that were definitely very, very unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love found art or like, like a bunch of stuff that you're like, what is that? That looks so familiar but like it's been painted and it looks different. And this is the type of thing. It's a bunch of like random things all together that you have to try and figure out where are they from? That's the kind of stuff gets me going. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So next up we got Mark Daner made a DIY pipe clamp vice. Um, this is funny. This is something I've been thinking about recently. And I think leading up to my clamp challenge entry, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to make, I've been thinking for a while about like wanting a vice. And it, uh, I think when I was looking through the entries and I realized that he had done this, I was like, well, I can't do it anymore, but it is a very great project. It seems like a great way to have like an affordable wood vice, um, from yeah, like a pretty common set of tools. Definitely. It's definitely the type of thing that you would see like on an old workbench because somebody did it, you know? Like, yeah. I have one of my old workbench. Yeah. It's definitely like the type of thing that you would, you know, your grandfather had on their workbench cause they couldn't afford a, a real one. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I want to say, Mark, I saw that you tried to bribe us by putting our logo on your voice. I also do like that Mark now has our logo permanently in his shop. Yes. So Yes, it's very it's nice. nice. Until yeah. he replaces that with a real vice. You know. Yeah, and then I expect a bigger logo. <laughs> so next, I think we have the most commented on and most hated project entry. <laughs> with four point, I think it was four point one million views on Instagram. Ethan Carter with a leather wrapped epoxy clamp. So Ethan took a yeah. clamp, made a mold of that clamp, poured epoxy in it, 
made an epoxy version of the clamp. And then he said, well, that's not enough. And then wrapped it in leather because that's what he does. And four point, I think, so I think he had 4.1 million views and 4 million of them were, why the hell did you do this? And, uh, but I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, useless, unnecessary thing. So I, I saw the post when it came out, I was totally enraptured. I think I watched it multiple times to get a, a full sense of everything that he did. Um, and then he messaged me like saying how much it had blown up and how like crazy of a ride it was. So, but I'm curious, like, since you seem to have kind of like followed up on the reception is, is the main like theme in the comments with all the controversy, just like, why did you do this? Or was there any yes. like genuine hate? <laughs> it was, it was, hate was like, it was confusion and like hate on like, like the five minutes crafts kind of hate. Like, okay. You're wait, you've wasted my time. Because you've you you made something that was kind of cool, and then you wrapped it in leather, so you've you've gone like a too far. I I wonder if he initially intended to wrap it in leather, or his original idea didn't work. Because I don't understand why he's put rocks in the epoxy and then completely covered it. So I reckon his original plan was to have the rocks and epoxy, and that be it. And then didn't like how it turned out when it settled. I think it was bits of leather in the epoxy because the the whole like joke was it's leather in epoxy, then wrapped in epoxy. Sorry, then wrapped in leather. Yeah. And then he should have epoxied the leather as a finish. That would have been like taking it to the next step. I mean, I want to hear, I want to hear Ethan's take, but I, I kind of hope that he had this whole master plan all along that it would be this like five minute crafts esque style video. Definitely. Yeah. So shout out to Edith, Ethan. I think uh, put in clamp on the map with that reel. All right. So next up, we have a twofer from Doug Pissick. He put out two kind of art holding uh, clamp challenge projects. So the first thing I want to talk about are these corner clamps that he made to hold a piece of like wooden wall art. And one thing I really like about this project is that like every single aspect of it is wood. So not only is the wall art itself wood of different species and different colors. The frame of that is wood. And then the corner clamps and every component of the corner clamps are also made of wood, um, including like the pins that are holding them into the frame. So it just makes for this very, very satisfying visual thing. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious like how he made the screws, like if he turned them on a lathe, because he says that it's hand carved. Um, but he didn't really go into any detail about how he made the screws. It's his hand cut wood clamps. So it's like, he probably used like either they make a die that makes the, uh, threads. Oh so you yeah. Can make your own thing. That's cool. Or he did it on a, like a metal lathe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought initially, but I, I forgot. I think Matthias Wendell might've made some videos about like using those thread cutting dies. Yeah. Like a dowling jig, but it has a cutter for the thread. Yeah. yeah. The other one he entered, which is simpler, but also like very, very beautiful, is using these tiny brass detail bar clamps, which I'm still very unclear about the scale of the whole thing. Like when I look at this, it looks like it's like three inches tall, but it could easily be a foot tall. Um, and he uses them to hold up a fossil on a nice like wood and rock stand. Um, but I've never seen these sort of like 
little bar clamps before. I'm curious if they're used in like jewelry making or watch making or something. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I've never seen them before. They're really cool looking clamps. I remember scrolling through my Instagram and going and seeing like the first start, like just it, these these two projects popping up like halfway. And I was like, I hope they're I hope they're an entry into the clamp challenge. Like that's what I remember. It's like that's a really cool way of displaying art uh, that I would never have thought of, and now I can't do because I would just be ripping off Doug. And I think these were actually in a museum at one point. Um, or at least the other one might have been. I don't know if this one, the fossil one, but he, I think he said the other one was in a museum at one point, which is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Doug has like a very legit page. Like it makes, makes straight up art. Uh, <laughs> very impressive Instagram feed for sure. Next, we have Chad's Custom Creations, uh, another podcast host. He made a clamping jig that gets... Uh, lets him get in a, a perfect drill into a circular object every single time. So he's got, he's making these uh, little like circular signs and they need to have two holes in them. And I, and he made this clamping jig uh, to hold the things. I did a poor job of explaining that, but <laughs> it's, it's so simple. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the the challenge is holding us holding a circle vertically, and he figures out a very simple and effective way of doing it while drilling holes through it. Yeah, essentially, it holds a frisbee that then drills two holes in the side of the frisbee. Yeah, and seeing how many he made in this reel, like, seems like a super worth it project. Um, I'd have, I've never yeah, done this cool. level of production work before. Maybe the old thing, the only thing that's approached that was the like 120 leather keychain blanks that I cut out recently. But that was so simple that like I could do it with a, a rotary cutter and a little cardboard template and put on a podcast for like 30 minutes and just busted it out. But for yeah, oh. large scale wooden production work like that, that's a uh, little remember jigs your like that. I think save your life. Oh, true. I have <laughs> the next challenge we got up is John the Shriner, his F clamp to bandsaw tensioner. Sorry. No. Oh, sorry. I went out of order. Um, DW Woodbuilds, his modified F-clamp to twisting wrench. <laughs> These are very similar sounding projects. So you'll forgive me that uh, I mixed them up. Um, I'm also about to sneeze. So if I need to mute for a second, I feel like the sneeze might go away. So it might be just a false alarm. Um, yeah. seems like another like very simple yet effective project. You can see how if like you cut off the pads of an F-clamp, how it could be a very effective twisting wrench. I feel like that was something I realized while we were at high caliber camp, how like these super simple metal shapes can be so effective at just like providing leverage, especially when you're doing blacksmithing and other sort of metal work, um, being able to like heat metal up and weld metal together. If you can like do those two things, I feel you can like make anything just bending and attaching pieces of steel. Definitely. Hmm. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to watch his video that he only put it out a couple days ago. But uh, he did actually test it out, and unfortunately, the clutches have too much play in them. That oh, it doesn't, okay, it doesn't work once it the once the metal's all hot, you just can't get it. You can't get it on there and get it in there fast. So if you can't do it fast, it's no better than just screwing something together. What so, if you just welded the cast iron parts to the bar? Well, then it's not adjustable. Oh, I see. 
the whole thing is it's nice that it's an adjustable one. Uh, but it was a nice experiment that I think was a really interesting way of, of thinking about things. And I, we, I, you know, a gear clamp with the one that goes up the, the bar would totally solve that, but then it stops being cheap. Yeah. Right. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. I, I like the fact that someone tried something that, you know, maybe it, in the end obviously didn't work, but they definitely tried something because of this challenge. And I think that's awesome. And that's also like a very hard product design challenge when something already exists that does a job well, trying to design a new version of it is incredibly difficult um, Mm. because you kind of have a sense that this this problem has sort of been thought through. So just props for him to uh, attempting that sort of project at all, because that's intimidating. Totally. The next one that Morley already talked about, but I'm going to talk about, is John the Shriner. He made an F-clamp to bandsaw tensioner, which is basically he modified a uh, an F-clamp to give him more leverage for he could uh, tighten down his bandsaw. Uh, the, if you've ever used one of the cheap Delta knockoffs, they come with like a really tiny uh, like knob that's hard to turn. So this is what he did to to try and make it easier to turn. He didn't even know the podcast challenge was going on when he modified his his clamp, but then he updated his post to include it. So this reminds me of a a story from the off-grid lodge, which I'll briefly divert into. So the toilets across this lodge ran on a vacuum system because there was all these changes of elevation among all the cabins and the wastewater treatment plant was actually above many of the cabins. So a long time ago when this was all put into place, someone decided that vacuum toilets would be the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's all these um, shutoff valves along the line so that you can isolate different parts of the system, which is really important if there's a clog anywhere and then you lose suction to make sure that um, not all of the toilets stop working. And because this is a vacuum, it's basically like PVC. I think it's it might be ABS pipes uh, that hold it all together and it's under a vacuum. There's a lot of friction if you try to turn any of these knobs or any of these like ball valve, shutoff valves. So we would do the most ridiculous setups with uh, those big pipe wrenches to get leverage because these, these PVC lines were like buried in these outdoor sort of like wooden boxes that were lined in insulation. So they were really difficult to get into. So we basically have one pipe wrench in there and then another pipe wrench attached to the first to try to twist it in the correct direction. And every single time I do, we would do it, I was like, is this going to be the time where we just straight up snap this ball valve? Because <laughs> there's no way <laughs> that it's going to stand up to this amount of torque from metal wrenches forever. You know, it was just like, you know, an accident waiting to happen. But it never... It never happened? Not while I was there. I think it will nice. one day. <laughs> but they would get so chewed up from that that like you couldn't even twist it with your hand because it was so painful. All right. Oh, it's my turn again. All right. Going quick. So we got RLL, Woodworks and DIY, Rory, um, did another kind of like five-minute crafts style project. So he took one of the Irwin quick clamps and used that as a core in a Thor Mjolnir hammer um, and made an incredibly entertaining reel about making it. So he used some sort of like 
Grant is going to know what the actual name for this putty is that he used to mold it. He used some sort of like caulk for it and then painted it, did a bunch of weathering and then made this like leather wrapped handle that he attached onto it. And I love how the end product is such that you would never know that a clamp is inside, but that's how it all started. It's like, it's, it's hilarious, but it also seems like having a clamp in there made a lot of sense because it provided like the perfect structure to make this hammer. I also think it's hilarious. Like it's like the people who fix like a bunch of concrete with Mr. Noodles ramen. Yeah. It's like in, in the end, you couldn't tell the ramen's in there, but it's in there. Yeah. yeah. The only thing it was missing was putting in a lit um, firework before you. Yeah. Have you seen that? I don't, I don't understand those reels. They make no sense to me. Did they like explode at the end? No, they just like, they light like a bunger, stick it in, and then they weld up or whatever they've put it into. And it never explodes. You never see it explode or anything. It's, it doesn't make sense. I don't get the point of it. I feel like there's a lot of weird, like subliminal messaging, subconscious psychology going on. Like you don't know why you enjoy it, but you just do. And uh, shout out to Rory because he tapped into that. And that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carbog for what you were saying. That's what we call it. Carbog? I'm sure you have a different name for it. Carbog. Never and we also have Builder's Bog. I, I think it's called Bondo. Bondo, yeah. Yeah. But we I call think it, it was Bog. Bondo. Yeah. It, I could see the thing. It's actually all purpose putty, is what it was called. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why, why even bother putting the clamp in there? I don't know. But he did. And it's cool. Uh huh. Next up, we got yeah. Next up, we got uh, Mara from Silver Hair and Sawdust. She was another one that used one of these uh, wooden hand screw clamps, and she made a book press. Uh, it is white ash, and uh, and the hand screw clamps they look like they're they might be walnut. I don't know. It's hard to tell. They look really uh, aged and and wonderfully uh, patinaed, and it's a really cool looking book press. It's definitely something. Uh, I, I think I would like if I'm going to do more uh, leather, leather uh, embossing. I think having something like this would be great for that. Yeah, if I was doing more book binding, book presses would make that process so much easier. Because like getting those two pieces of melamine clamped together and keeping basically four separate things aligned as you're doing that is is not easy. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Looks very nice. Um, the Does next project we so got. Bad. Adam, you got to raise your hand. You got to raise your hand. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not talking. If anyone's wondering, I'm not talking much because I'm dealing with this chest infection. And I tried to announce one of the people before and just started coughing. Had a coughing fit. But Adam's coughing. That's why you can't hear anything. Cough it. Move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's really like, he's really pulling it all in today. Like he's clearly suffering a lot. So thank you, Adam, for making the time. <laughs> Literally taking like puffs of inhaler every, every five minutes. Um, yeah, so we fun. got Devin Williamson from 292 by Devin made a full on chair arms and back out of the more modern version of those wooden hand screw clamps. Um, so still like the, the big oak, jaws but the metal parts and it's super fun um you you know what this kind of reminds me of is like this would be a perfect shop teacher 
chair. I could definitely oh, yeah. see that in like your shop teacher's class. And like, this is the yeah, legendary sure. chair that they sit in. Yep. But yeah, definitely something to be proud of. Like, I love that last photo of him sitting in it because it, he just looks so satisfied and happy with himself. Rightly so. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. I think he is going to be taking Steve and yours advice of cutting off the back a little bit uh, where the threads are out. Nice. Yeah, super cool, Devin. Nice job. Next up, we got the Chad Custom Creations uh, co-host, Keith from Blackthorn Concepts. Uh, He made a bookshelf made from another hand screw clamp. Uh, He apparently got this clamp a long time ago, and he only had one of the screws. So it was never going to work as a clamp again. So he made it, he, his idea was making one of these fun little uh, bookshelves. And our challenge is what actually made him finish it up. Nice. Gotta love being the motivator. Yeah. And for those who've watched, it is actually apparently a walnut handle uh, or a walnut screw. But then he started sanding it. And, uh, and it was a slightly different colored. So he just co- he co- coated the whole thing in Indian ink. Mm. So for all those walnut people out there that love their walnut, it's coated in India ink now. <laughs> nice. I mean, you know, I'm sure walnut and India ink will have like a very specific look that will probably look way better than pine covered in India ink. <laughs> um, Next up, we have a very interesting one. So Andrew from Hatch Made It made a clamp sword. And I will say, when I first saw this entry, I did not have very high expectations. I think just from the title. I was like, oh, he's going to make like a toy sword out of a clamp. But he didn't make a toy sword out of a clamp. He made like a real sword out of a clamp. (laughs) It's so badass. (laughs) Like, So what he did was he took like a long uh, bar F clamp welded the jaw in place so you basically have a guard a handle with a guard at the bottom and then he sharpened the tip and it like looks like a very effective saber like a stabbing sword um super simple but also like very cool so just ended up being an awesome project all all things considered it's like it's like the woodworker's version of an umbrella sword so cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was so he, he he used uh, the longer version of what I was going to use to make the clamp knife. So he used the same Mastercraft garbage clamps that don't have any clutches that just are constantly falling. You can't actually clamp it to anything. And they're the like, anyways, it's the exact same one. I messaged him. I was like this, I, I sent him a screenshot of like my like plans on making a clamp knife and he made the clamp sword. So I'm glad I didn't make my clamp knife because he would have blown it out of the water with a clamp sword. <laughs> why didn't you make a clamp knife uh so basically in the end i decided that that might take more time than screwing a couple of spring clamps to a board <laughs> and i didn't have a lot of time there you go that'll do it because i didn't actually think that either one of you guys was going to finish their project so i was going to win the host challenge by default <laughs> uh. Uh, the next one, I'm going to talk about both these ones together because they are uh, very similar. Now, the first one's Cheltenham, and I know Steve told us how to make it say it, uh, the G-clamp English wheel. 
Um, and then also Chris Powell with his C-Clamp English wheel. And right away, I'm going to say C-Clamp wins. So we, we get that over. Uh, but <laughs> they're they're very similar. Uh, and But they're an amazing amount. I don't know if you watched the full uh, YouTube video from Chris, but the amount of like problem solving and engineering that went into his to get everything to work right and slide up and down just it looked really, really cool. Um, it obviously works. Apparently, a lot of the comments I saw were like people often use these for rolling uh, fenders on cars, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, Very that's really cool. cool idea. Yeah, I've seen some video. Like I was talking about in the episode with Steve, I've seen some p- videos of people using uh, English wheels, and it looks like magic. Yeah, if you saw one of his reels, he like he hammered some uh some metal and so then it had all the hammer marks in it and then he just like two seconds on the english wheel and it's perfectly smooth and i was like what that's crazy wow yeah take all the character out of a uh hipster faux <laughs> distressed thing oh that's even better that's what you should just use it that should have been the real damn all right was that for was that for both of those yes sir all right, so I will go on to the next entry. Dan Hench from Dan's Wood Shop, another uh, wooden hand screw clamp entry. He made a coat rack out of half of a wooden hand screw clamp, and I he had this like optical illusion going on with his post, where I was fully convinced that the first picture is like a SketchUp rendering. And I, I was looking at it for the longest time in the feed, being like, why go into all of the effort to model this thing in SketchUp? Uh, but I, I now just realized that the way the lighting is, it's a real photo. It looks like he actually cut the screw and then welded it back together to like form the angle so that your hat will actually like fall into the hook, which is a really like simple, nice solution. And I feel like kind of like Devin's clamp chair, it makes me think of like the perfect shop teacher uh, like office accessory. I feel like we could definitely renovate a shop teacher's office with a lot of these entries. Like the <laughs> the screw clamp pen on the desk and everything. Yeah. Up next is an Ottawa entry. Uh, Bob from Bob the Woodwork. He made a pedal board. Um, and we talked about this just, I think, on the last episode. But it is a... Uh, yeah, someone who knows what a pedal board is should talk about this. All right, I can I can start and then I know Adam has experience in this field so he can then maybe weigh in. But basically, if you're playing a guitar, you can link that guitar through a bunch of effects pedals that might add reverb. You can have like a wah-wah pedal or a loop pedal. And if you chain multiple of these pedals together, then you can use different effects together because traditionally each pedal only does one thing if you're talking like old style analog pedals. So a pedal board basically just holds them all together um, on one board. And if you want to do, do it in certain orders, you can move it around. So it's sort of modular. Do you like, like, are these things you actually stand on? Like you're, you don't stand on them. You kind of just like switch it on with your foot. Okay. Yeah. Well, they got like Um, knobs on on So I'm so confused about how you actually use them with your foot. So the, so the way like a guitar pedal would work is you would have all the knobs set up how you want before the show. Ah. So all the hand, all the little knobs you would adjust by hand to where you have it. And then you see like the bottom of it, there's like a plate, like a 
big rectangle part, that's what you stand on to turn it on and off. Or some of them have like a little button. The one that's mm-hmm. furthest to the right is called a wham pedal. So that's what like makes it go wah, wah, wah. Like when you, so you go like back and forth. Um, and then, so essentially the reason why you want them clamped in place is because once you have your board set up to how you want, you pretty much would just transport it like that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. It's really, really cool. Um, I really like, like I've, he talks about like how a lot of people just have Velcro and like, this is obviously not Velcro. It's 3d printed and yeah, looks really nice. You want, you want to be able to remove them if you need to. Yeah. It's a really cool board. Yeah. And I will say too, that like those pedals are not cheap. Like it looks like there's about $5,000 worth of electronics attached to that board. Yeah. That's, that's someone that plays gigs often. Uh, the next entry we got is from Harry King crafts made a hold fast. Um, a nice, simple project looks super useful, uh, for a workbench and based on a lot of the comments I've been getting in the pallet table video is probably something that I should have. <laughs> Yeah, a hold fast is definitely something I need. There's a, a blacksmith in town that makes them, and it's something that when I make my new workbench, I am likely going to put some dog holes in there so I can make some hold fast. Um, what I really like about this one is the way that it connects to the workbench. If uh, it's it's like adjust, like you can adjust it along the like a rail, which is so much nicer than most most of them. You just put into the dog hole. And this one has like an adjustable dog hole location on a rail, which is really cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Nice job, Harry or Harry King. Harry King Live. (laughs) Well, we got another stitching pony. And this one is now a full-size one from Griffin Makes. Uh, It is made, I think he started off with, with a hand screw clamp and then turned it into this. But he might have just made it out of wood. Uh, I only see the end product. Uh, I don't see the starting product, but it's got a really cool, uh, like cam closing mechanism that I, I really like. Yeah. I like, it's not your like traditional, um, cam operation. It's a little like bulkier and simpler. I feel like, I feel like Griffin and I think very similarly. I feel like we're kindred spirits and I want to say that and Griffin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I like, I want to assume that like when he was making this, he was like, how would a cam clamp work? And he kind of just figured out a solution that worked really well without necessarily like researching it. Uh, I could be totally wrong. You know, this could be a traditional style of cam clamp, but I like how it's like a unique solution that seems to just work very well. I also, Griffin is a guy who like has a very small workshop i think it's basically his dining room that he works out of so i remember watching his stories as he was working on that and him uh just making do with what he had in a very small space with limited tools uh doing woodworking he just he brought it all together yeah he hand cut all of this stuff uh so there's a if you one of his stories was like him using a like coping saw and to cut out some of this cherry and if you've ever cut a hardwood with a coping saw, it is not fun. Yeah, that's crazy. I think I have done that. When I was like first starting woodworking in university, um, 
that was one of like my main tools was a coping saw. And I made this stand for an ice cream ball, which is basically like a ball that you fill the inner compartment with ice cream ingredients and the outside of it with ice and salt. And then like you roll it and you throw it around and then you get ice cream out of it. And I was like, well, it's annoying to have to hold it to get the ice cream out. So we should have a stand for this. So I made this stand out of plywood and cut it all out with a coping saw. And oh my God. then I had to sand it all and it took forever. Yeah. Oh man. Sanding the edge of plywood is so frustrating. Yeah. Especially, well, mm-hmm. I would, it's not that frustrating if you do it with power tools, but doing it by hand is not fun. Um, okay. Next entry, Ryan Price. I feel like, I mean, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I feel like I might have inspired this project because he did the similar thing as what I did in uh, the 3D printed phone, uh, 3D printed ball clamp for the phone mount and using the the hole in the end of a spring clamp to mount something on top. So he used one of these magic arms, which I've seen like Ethan Carter and Bernie Solo show on Instagram a little bit, which looks super useful, but I've never actually used it at this point. I think the interesting thing about these magic arms is that there's one knob on them that simultaneously tightens the connections on three different joints. Yes. Um, so it seems very easy and simple to reposition. In fact, I should probably just get one of these because I feel like I could put it to very good use. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, his is, I think, multi-purpose, uses it to hold like a light as well as his phone while working on the lathe. Um, so it looks like a very like useful, just a very useful, simple project. Definitely. I thought I inspired this project because it was using a spring clamp and basically, you know, but I see yours, yours seems a lot more inspiring than mine. <laughs> uh, I'd say he did use a riv nut in the end instead of uh, bolting it through the other way. So then like a quarter 20 mm-hmm. riv nut. So then you can change, basically you can use that clamp for any like 90% of, uh, of like camera, like camera things in a quarter 20. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So when the magic arm stops being magic, you can just swap it out. There you go. Well, the next uh, is, is one of uh, the prize givers. Uh, Dean Duplantis made a, uh, a what's best described as a beer flavored uh, hose clamp thing. Um, he, he makes, basically he uses a zoom, uh, digital recorder, uh, and he had it on a tripod and he basically said the tripod's always in the way. So he figured out a way to use his, uh, hose clamp and of course some beer cans just for me and, uh, and, and mounted it to his monitor arm. So that gets it off the work surface. So it's not getting knocked over all the time. I think it's a nice, another one of those like simple, get her done kind of projects. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I feel like Dean is very good at like, I feel like Dean to me is what the maker movement sort of like originally felt like, if that makes sense. Um, like if you look back like 10, 12 years, like people making like solutions with a big variety of materials of like very everyday things and making their lives better. I feel like that's a lot of what Dean does. Like he doesn't do any sort of like one craft. He brings together like a lot of different tools and materials to make like specific things that work really well for him. Totally. So nice job, Dean. The next entrant is by another 
uh, clamp challenge prize giver, Jeff Stein at a weird guy. Um, I know we said it, Ethan's reel already blew up, but I feel like the series of reels that Jeff is making about this Clampasaurus have a lot of potential to also blow up. I think if he plays his cards right, he could come out with some like viral reels of this. So basically it's a, a series of C clamps welded together to make a functioning chomping uh, top dinosaur essentially made out of metal. And I literally just realized that it's very reminiscent of the chomp that he made. I don't actually know the correct term for that, but from the Mario games, the big like ball in a chain chomping character. Chomp. And uh, yeah, the chomp. It's literally called chomp. Yeah. There you go. I shouldn't have even tried to say that I didn't know what it was called. Um, but what I really like about this one is that it actually chomps. So he's made a couple couple reels about it crushing things and um, yeah. just turned out really well. I will say, I feel like he put in an, an unnecessary amount of work in buying painted clamps and then removing all the clay and paint. Um, maybe unpainted clamps are really hard to find. Um, but that down. just seemed like a crazy amount of work. Yeah. yeah I have you guys seen the one where it crushes the plexiglass? No, I actually didn't realize he made so many already. Yeah, he's already made four. And uh, that one's got the most views. It's 18,000 views. But the plexiglass is just like, oh, my God, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because plexiglass shatters, right? Oh, yeah. I've never seen it shatter before, but it shatters nice. Oh, wow. Dang. Nice job, Jeff. That's super cool. I hope those reels continue to blow up. So we got Jeremy Spies. He made a clamp light uh, chandelier looking thing for holding a uh, diffuser uh, around his light fixture. So basically it's got four F clamps um, and you can, I think maybe four, maybe it's eight. I can't remember, but it, it basically you can clamp in different styles of diffusers to get different lighting effects and, uh, for those who don't know, I, I think Jeremy is in, I know he's in the film industry. I don't know exactly what he does, but he clearly knows that you got to have the right lighting for the right mood to get the right stuff. And it was a really cool looking project. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like a whole chandelier made out of clamps. Very yeah. cool. All right. The next entry Another kind of like very, very original one. Um, some might even call it an invention coming from Barefoot Finn. Yes. She was having a problem uh, vacuuming crumbs out of the cracks of her car seats. So she basically took, uh, I don't know what these types of clamps are called. I know she says it in the description. It's uh, like a spring it, clamp. Yeah, like a, a spring it's clamp. A ratchet or, huh? Yeah, one of those like ratcheted spring clamps. That, yeah, on, To be you. quite honest, I have no idea what people like I guess you would use it the same way you would use a, uh, a spring clamp. Regardless, I'm getting off on a tangent. Uh, she basically attached two wheels to the end of those to use that to spread apart the cracks of the seat as she runs her vacuum along the crack, which is, it seems to be very effective. And it's just like such a cool, again, very simple yet effective solution to an everyday problem. Definitely. I, I think it's definitely one of the ones where I go like, I might have to make that. Like, I don't know. I kind of, I'm like, I think I might have to make that. Like, it just seems like such an easy, like, I think that's like a dragon's den. What do you guys call it in the States? Shark tank. 
esque mm-hmm. product. I think if you were to actually sell it, you need a way to attach it to uh, the vacuum itself. So you don't have to hold it in a separate hand. You can have that for free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk about one project here that didn't make it. So there's not much to say about it because Brad, uh, Brad's going to make, he, uh, he posted a picture. He's been posting, he was posting pictures along the way, but he posted a picture of a fail. Uh, so we wanted to mention him. Uh, he, he hasn't explained what he was trying to do. There's a lot of different pieces going on here and there's a broken C clamp. So something bad happened, uh, but he's hoping to enter in the next year. Yeah. yeah. If we ever, if we ever do it again. Yeah. He yeah. Wants I mean, I think he wants to answer it later. So I'm going to be totally honest here. I had had zero thoughts about doing this again until I saw that post um, from Brad. <laughs> but it's it's really cool like to know that like some people would actually want us to do this again is really like, yeah. nice to hear. And uh, I'm sure there's other people who had an idea for a project, got started, and didn't end up finishing. Because I remember seeing Brad's post early on where like the little corn Lego minifig that had its head in a clamp. And I was like, what the heck is he going to do with that? So who Nothing. knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we will do this again. So next entry, Ed Johns made a can crusher out of a clamp. Yes. Which is very cool. Um, you know, honestly, any can crusher I've used before is very cool. But I think to make one out of a clamp and and have it operate in that way where you could even like attach a drill to it to expedite the crushing um, is, is very well done. And I, th- I think it would also be cool to find a way to like put it on a piston so that it could consistently like draw back and then put one back on. And I, I know those like exist in some way or another, but that could be a cool way to try to like, um, to try to iterate on this design. I feel like it has some potential for, for revisions. Revision sounds bad. It's not, it makes it sound like it's not a great project. Pretension, potential for a, a V2. I, I think what makes this a really cool project is two things. One, the reel is hilarious. Um, you know, if it was a, if the, (laughs) if we were picking, uh, the winners based on who got me to laugh the most, he'd be right up there. Uh, but what I really like is that it's set over top of the bucket and it automatically dispenses them when you let go, which is so much better than all the rest of the like crushers I've ever seen. You have to like do something with the can after you've crushed it. And now you, sometimes when you crush them, they're like all filled with like, that little bit of beer that you didn't drink. Now it's like leaking out of it and you don't want that. Yeah. It's cool because like he essentially remade something that already exists, but found a way to make it better in the fact that the can disappears now. Whereas as he showed in the reel, you use a normal can crusher, then you've got to physically take out the can yourself. Mm -hmm. So as I was watching Ed's reel, I saw that there was a sticker on, the rig that he made that said buttjoints.com. So of course I go to type it in to my browser and it just redirects to his Instagram. <laughs> so I find it hilarious that he bought buttjoints.com. That's, That's awesome. I wanted to go to that, but then I was like, I don't want to, ha- I'll have to like put it in incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> Another person who had donated a prize, Justin Ofler from bear make it. He made something with my name on it. So he was really trying to win this one. Uh, it is another uh, art piece. 
that's held in place with a clamp. Now, on top of that, he made it with the uh, clamping it 100 poster uh, that we put out. Uh, so he is the only person who bought one. So thank you very much, uh, Justin, for buying the limited edition single. Uh, only only people who have it in the world are me, you, and uh, Adam. Uh, but yeah, he put a, 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 a quick clamp holding a picture frame that's framed this artwork that I made. And then he put our names, Grant, Adam, and Morley. And of course, he put them in the correct order, Morley last. <laughs> yep. All right. And the final post, as far as we know, we, we tried to do our due diligence. We looked at the hashtag many times. We made stories. We asked friends to please let us know if everyone wasn't included. So if you made a post and we didn't include it, all I will say is that you had many chances to tell us. <laughs> uh, but the final post that we know of is Warren Matten. Um, he used a bearing puller as a clamp, uh, which looks just like a, a, the perfect solution for that specific scenario. So to be able, like today I was trying to get these nails out of hardwood pallet pieces. And it was a sort of situation where I needed like the exact perfect setup for my pry bar and to get everything's at the right angle. So I know that, when you're able to get those setups to get, let you get things at the right angle. That's super satisfying. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to talk about the winners. Now this was probably the hardest thing I think I have ever had to judge in my life. Um, there were so many amazing entries and basically the way we did it is that all three of us picked a top three, and then basically, if, if there was any overlap, we'd go to our number two choice. So we all, each one of us picked a winner. Um, I, I guess we can go, I'll go first since I'm the one talking. So for me, what I was looking for, and I think I talked about it a lot, was something that was like fun and ridiculous with a clamp. So I picked Eve from Projects and Things, his goose golden egg experiment um these found like putting a bunch of stuff together things are like one of my favorite projects tom from refuse reuse is another guy who does that really well um he does a lot of welding of them together but so eve's project is just one of those things that i really wish i was good at and i'm not i can never seem to get like I never in my mind can figure out how to do that. So that's why I picked this project because he did something I'm not good at. Um, and it made, it turned out amazing and I loved it. So yeah, we've well-deserved. Yeah. So we've, we've split up the prizes into a bunch of different things to try and get them to be about the same monetary value. Um, for Eve, he's getting the isotunes uh, extra. What are they called? Extra 2.0 in matte black, a feather board from, uh, Tim donated by Timbacon, a mallet from Danner made a Andrew Zito thing, an Ethan Carter exacto, a frog pod and a custom stamp made by, uh, Dean Duplantis. That's, that's a quite a haul. Yeah. Eve's yeah. got some sweet stuff coming your way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess I'll go next. 
Uh, so I was personally looking for something artistic and out of the box. And I had a feeling that this person would definitely take the cake for me. Um, I honestly, this is the one build other than Eve's that I followed the whole time because I was just obsessed. So my winner is going to be Jeff Stein with Clampasaurus. Um, I'm just amazed at how cool it came out. And like the the crushing force on it's really cool. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been obsessed like since he made Chomp. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Jeff, you're going to get a pair of boots from Keen Utility, a um, set of ISO tunes, ex- what was it, extra 2.0 in the flat black, a yeah, cutting board Matt, pack Matt from Matt Black. Cutting board pack is from, um, was it? KJP Select. K- KJP Select, that's right, yeah. Um, and a mallet from Dana Made. <coughs> yes, sir. I will say, um, Adam did say early on that he was going to find it hard not to choose Jeff for the winner. And as we were getting toward the end to uh, pick all of the winners, I I was sort of thinking like, well, if Adam doesn't pick Jeff, I feel like we need to kind of rejig our winners because Jeff definitely deserves to be one of the winners. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) But I just kind of was assuming that Adam was going to be the one to pick it. Um, Yeah, so nice job to Jeff. That was an awesome project. And I will be revealing... My pick for the winner, the third and final winner. So I will say this project um, immediately stood out to me when I saw it on the feed. Um, it it just kind of entertained me and made me happy and appreciative uh, in, a, in a very big way. And I think when I saw it, I was pretty confident that I was going to choose it for the winner just because I thought it was, it was such a fun project. And that was Rory from RLL Woodworks and DIY the Thor Mjolnir uh, hammer. Wow, I thought I was going to get through that whole thing without making a mistake. But we always (laughs) surprise ourselves, don't we? Um, Yeah, so it was just such a fun project. Again, I love like how he tapped into that kind of like five-minute craft style video, which I know those videos get a lot of flack. And people get annoyed that they're maybe silly. But I think that silliness is really fun. And silliness, I think, has a great place on social media and on Instagram. And I think Rory just did it in a really great way. Um, Yeah, just made a super fun project. And I'm sure anytime someone sees it, he's going to have a really good time telling the story of that project and how there's a clamp inside that you will never be able to see. So Rory will be getting the clean cut woodworking router sled. So Rory, if you've been having some big table builds in mind, now is maybe the time to start collecting wood. And I can tell you from experience that uh, there's millions of YouTube views to be had if you want to go that route. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, th- I, I think Keith Drennan was talking about how great of a tool that is. Uh, I, th- I was hearing some other people talk about them as well. So that should be hopefully useful for him. He's also yeah. getting a pen from, I believe, Justin Ofler from Bear Naked, as well as a Jeff Stein, a weird guy round to it. So those will be coming your way, Rory. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations to all the winners and to all the entries. Uh, Like I said, it was difficult. It was not easy. It was was really difficult to come up with. You know, like there were so many like different ways that people entered with such different uh, and interesting designs. I really wish we had enough prizes to give everyone something. 
Same. And I think one thing that I found very interesting was that we we decided on this like ranked uh, judging system, which I think was very fair. And I was fully expecting that we would have to go to like our second or third choices for some of them. But all for all of us, it ended up being our first choice. None of our picks overlapped. So both me, Adam, and Grant all had unique first, second, and third choices, which I think is really cool. And it kind of speaks to the variety of entries we got and how each of us thought about this challenge in our own unique way. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Wow. Um, so the people who won, once you've heard this, because you're not getting the prize if you don't listen, once you've heard this, <laughs> reach out to us and give us your address. Because if you don't, if you don't listen, we're not giving you the prize. Um, That's fair. So we, we've mes- been running message us on Instagram. Yeah. Message us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. We've been running long, so we're going to switch, uh, skip Clint Mendations this week, um, and Sounds instead we'll, we're just going to go straight into the uh, Patreon. Uh, thank you so much, everyone from Patreon, including our F Clamp level people: Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking, Vincent Ferrari from Because We Make, Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman, Scott Worm from Dad It Yourself DIY, and Joe Herdina. Thank you, everyone, for anyone who wants to join our. Uh, Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash clamp and you can find the pre-show and after show that we do. Uh, recently, they've been getting really interesting because Morley has so much secret stuff to share all the time <laughs> because he's the one who's like blowing up right now. So he's got all the fun stuff happening. So uh, head on over to that and you can sometimes hear fun secret stuff that Morley's working on. Um, if you can't, uh, you know, donate to us uh, through Patreon. We completely understand. We'd appreciate if you could share the show or write a review. And uh, yeah, I want to say on that note that normally at this point, we'd have Morley reading a review, but because we don't have one, we're going to do Adam's Australian word of the week. Okay. Greg can't read. Cause I said skip word of the week as well. Oh, I don't read the chat. I, look, I, I, I'm I'm sorry, everyone. I'm trying to get through this episode the best I can. I'm I'm literally sitting here shaking. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I've been I've been so busy that I've, I've been so sick that I haven't got words prepared and stuff. So okay, we'll skip it for this week. We're skipping it for this week. The word of the week is pneumonia, and it's not what Adam has. Uh, <laughs> thank you, TF Turning, for the theme song. Uh, everyone, you can now find us at youtube.com slash clampcast. <gasps> we have hit 100 subscribers. You can now find us there. You don't have to search Clamp Adam Grant Morley. You can just type in youtube.com slash clampcast. You can also Ooh. find us on the Clampstagram and over on Facebook. You can join Damo as the only person in our Facebook group. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Thank you for everyone who joined in. And let's head on over to the after show. Bye. Bye.